Hey guys, it's Pastor Bob again, coming to you with uh, not a message, just a thought. And we've talked a couple of times lately, some of the recent ones, about some words from Hebrew. I want to pick up on another word, but before that, do that, I want to remind you, you know, these words are like suitcases, and you can stuff a lot into them. They have a lot of meaning, because there's fewer words in the Hebrew than there is, say, in the Greek or in the English language. And so oftentimes, words can, can take on these interesting shades of meanings or varieties of meanings. And today, I want to talk about uh, the word in the Hebrew for remember. It is zakar. And uh, it's an important word for us because there's a number of times, say, in the Old Testament and the New Testament where God talks about remembering their sins no more. And we tend to think of that as simply an intellectual idea, like somehow God causes himself to forget. But it doesn't simply refer to the brain. This word zakar means it describes actions that result from remembering or like if you do a favor for someone, or if you help them, or being faithful to a promise or to a contract. And, and there's a couple of scriptures I want to bring out here. In Genesis 8.1, it talks about how God remembered Noah and then sent a wind to dry the land up. And it's, and it's not like God was just going along and said, oh man, I, I flooded the earth and forgot about Noah. What was I thinking? He's not, that's not what that word means there. It's, it's this idea that it's about God's actions. This remembering implies that there's an action involved. He was faithful to his promise to Noah and acting on his behalf. Um, sometimes in Scripture, a sin is remembered against a person, and then they are punished for it. In Hosea 9.9, it says they have sunk deep into corruption as in the days of Gibeah. God will remember their wickedness and punish them for, the, for their sins. So to remember their sins simply isn't God recalling or to not remember God simply losing the ability to recall. In, in saying with, the, say, in Hosea, that he's going to remember their sins, and then the parallel part says, and they will be punished for their sins, is this idea that God is now going to prosecute. He's going to work because of what has happened. Or if he says to us, he's not going to remember our sins. What is he saying? He's saying, I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to forgo prosecution. I'm not going to prosecute them. So it brings out this idea, and this is very key in this. This word has this strong idea of the actions that flow from a mental state. All right. Now, this is very freeing in terms of God's expectations of us. We get ourselves in situations, maybe someone has hurt you very deeply, and you find how forgive and forget. How are you going to forget a deep pain like that. Well, see, the idea is you're not asked to forget that. He's saying, when he says, I'm not going to remember their sins anymore, it means those sins will not be prosecuted. Those sins will not be brought up and thrown into, their, into a person's fa face anymore. And so it's that idea of an action that happens because of that. Now, remembering and then forgetting are very tied, very close in, in the Bible, the words for forget tie in closely with that. And they, were, they mean something, not just simply to not recall something, they mean to deliberately ignore something or to disregard something, to forsake someone or even to violate a covenant. That's what the word for forget means in, uh, in the Old Testament and in the Hebrew. A uh, perfect example of this is in, in the book of Genesis, if you remember that, um, that uh, Joseph is, has been imprisoned and then the cupbearer has a dream, 
And Joseph interprets his dream, says, you're going to be released in a few days. And the cupbearer is very excited. And then Joseph says to him, remember me when you're released. And then he uses it again. He says, remember me to Pharaoh. And in Genesis 40, 23, it says this. Um, not, not, yeah, Genesis, I'm sorry, 40, 23. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Now, what is that saying? It's telling us he decided not to do what Joseph had asked him to do because those words, remembering and forgetting, are words that have action involved. They're just not the person's mental state. So Joseph didn't necessarily just slip the cupbearer's mind, but in Hebrew it's bringing out this idea that the cupbearer decided to ignore Joseph's uh, request and not to act upon it. And and And... In Hebrew, if you've forgotten, uh, you're, it's your action that's happening there. And that's why in, in Deuteronomy 4.23, Moses warns Israel. He says, so watch yourselves that you do not forget the covenant of the Lord. Now, he's not telling them there's going to come a day where you're going to forget that there was a covenant made. That's, that would be impossible for the Hebrews. They all knew about the covenant. But he's saying, don't ignore it. Don't in your actions render it useless because of your actions or your lack of actions. It's very, very important there that what's going on. In um, Exodus 20, verse 8, God gives Israel the command. He says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. All right. Now, here, remember means to observe the Sabbath. It means to set a day aside where you have a day of rest. When the commandments are listed later in the book of Deuteronomy, the Sabbath commands explicitly are connected to the idea of God setting them free from slavery in Egypt. In Jewish thought, the exodus from Egypt was the key event in establishing Israel as a nation. God released them not just from physical slavery, but also from spiritual slavery, from idols and from demons, idolatry and worship there. And so they were to celebrate, and so this is how this connected, they were to celebrate by one day out of the week being released from the slavery of work. So that in a sense, to the, to the, the Jewish mind, what they were doing is they were having a small exodus every week, a small day of release and freedom from these things that would weigh you down. So this idea of remembering and tied in with the idea of forgetting in, in the Old Testament, remembering here with, uh, with the Sabbath is the deliberate act of living out a memory by commemorating it, by memorializing it on a regular basis in your life. And as you reenact that memory again and again, it keeps it fresh in your mind and keeps it real. Now, what does this do for us? Now this begins to open up in the New Testament what these words, the power of these words. When Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, what is he saying? He's saying, I want you to live out. I want you to reenact this. And as you do that, it stays real in your mind. You connect back. And so it's tied in with this idea of action. So we have to understand that remembering in the Old Testament, forgetting in the Old Testament, isn't merely a mental thing. It's much more than that. It's the actions that flow out of remembering. It's the actions that flow out of forgetting. They're not saying that you absolutely forget something happened, but you act like it didn't happen. And that's what's most important as we interpret those words. So these are just some ideas. This is all that comes, ra that, that comes wrapped up in this word zakar 
It's such, a, it's such a broad word in the way it can be interpreted. But it's the word for remembering, but it keys in an action. Always an action is connected to it. Not a message, just a thought. Thanks.